With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Okay, welcome everybody. Already having the uh, hi, um, everybody. I am basically just had my first technical glitch, and that was that the intro music is supposed to introduce my show. So I'm just going to do that for you now. I want to wait. Welcome everyone to the collective awakening. We are brought to you by RVF Radio Network, and uh, we are going to be talking Twin Flames today with BAMP facilitators. We've got Twinfinities, um, Angie and Rob here. We have Marla Kelly from Twinstrology, and we also have Kelly McKinstry um, from Encompass Yourself. So I'm very excited to have you all here. Um, I want to welcome everybody on this fine 11-11 portal day. I don't think I could have picked a better day to launch this show as uh, I am kind of recommitted to my calling today. A lot of things became clear to me and um, a lot of things have been happening as I'm coming through this port personally. I couldn't be more excited about the show topic, which is going to be Twin Flames and Beyond. And um, I'm so excited to be joined by my soul tribe and uh, the co-facilitators of the Vance Twin Flame Workshop in Canada. So I'm going to introduce them shortly, but what I want to do before that is go over a couple of housekeeping issues. Um, first of all, when, you, uh, when we go into Q&A, you're going to press 1 if you want to ask a question, all right? Um, also, the chat room is open, and I believe it should be actually, if you're on your computer, it should be located at the bottom of the, um, of the actual screen. And um, if you are on your phone, you're going to want to be sure that you uh, turn off your lock screens, because if your screen goes on lock screen, you will not hear me. Um, if you happen to drop off the call, you'll want to call back in and you'll want to come in. You, when you come in, you'll be muted. So don't worry about anything like that. Um, 
Also, be aware that we will have a replay posted. So if you don't catch the show live, you're going to have more than um, the opportunity to go ahead and listen. So, and if you do want information to be kept up to date on the show, you'll want to follow um, my channel, The Collective Awakening, and uh, it will give you information as, as, you know, it becomes available for upcoming shows. So that is my housekeeping stuff to begin the show. Um, I'm going to take time right now to individually introduce each one of my incredible soul family members that are here today. Um, I want to talk to them just a little bit each. But first, what I'm going to do is introduce Marla Kelly. Uh, I think you all know Marla is a very skilled astrologer. She's a dear friend. Um, and she's also an intuitive guide and a channel whose mission is to help others understand their soul journey. Um, what, what she works with is, is helping people to see things from an astrological standpoint and also from a channeling standpoint, and she also works with Tarot. Um, what I'd like to do now is introduce my good friend, Marla Kelly. Hey, Marla. Hi, Debbie. How are you? I'm doing fine. So glad to have you on. Happy 11-11. I know, I know, right? So before we get started introducing everybody else, I just want to ask you, like, how do you feel about this 11-11 portal? Just tell us a little bit about your thoughts on it or, you know, what your experiences have been so far. I'm really excited about this portal. And um, it's been a journey this year since June up to this point with the Mars retrograde and the Venus retrograde, um, which we've needed to align us into this energy. But um, what I feel is this is a, such a big integration point for all the things that have been coming through, um, a realignment with everything we've been working on, and a really, really incredible shift that I've been feeling today and, and leading up to this you know, really the sense of freedom and ascension as well. Yes. I couldn't agree with you more. I felt that, you know, this morning was a complete, I felt a complete shift of energy. I mean, like a complete clarity struck. Did you feel that? Yeah. It started coming through yesterday, actually. And um, today, even, even more clear. A lot of optimism in the energy today where the last week, most people have been dealing with shadow elements, right. and which is fine because, you know, in my own experience, what I was dealing with as far as my shadow side goes is stuff that I've been working on clearing for quite a while. And I really feel that this is going to be the turning point of releasing anything that I've been you know, holding on to or struggling to let go of. And you feel that sense of freedom and release from it. That's exactly what I experienced this morning. It's like having dealt with all that shadow stuff. And it's like stuff I really thought I had escaped. And it was like, where, where are you coming from? And why are you here again? You know, but coming out of that is such an incredible release feeling because it was really intense. I don't know about you, but it was really intense. Like things multiplied a thousandfold. So, um, well, I really yeah, it's like shackles. And in fact, yeah. I had a vision um, a few days ago of like 
removing the shackles. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The sense of freedom. I'm so excited to have you here, Marla. Thank you so much for taking your I'm data. I'm excited to be here, and I'm excited to be here with some of my favorite people. I know. I'm going to take time right now. I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to bring on Rob and Angie. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is just to cut the noise, too, is I am going to be doing a little bit of muting. So, Marla, I'll just go ahead and put you on mute for a second so that we can have less noise. But, um, all right, so I'm going to bring on Rob and Angie right now. And I want to introduce Rob and Angie, um, for those of you who might not know Rob and Angie from Twinfinity, these are two, like, of my favorite people. I love you guys so much. Um, these two are Twin Flames and Harmonious Union. They've been on the Twin, uh, twin Flame path for well over 20 years. Um, they, are, they offer practical skills, knowledge, and support. Um, they also provide Reiki, mediumship, channeling, clairvoyance, claircognance, the list goes on, and past life regressions. So they were also the organizers of the Banff Twin Flame Workshop, and I cannot say enough about that. But I just wanted to say welcome, guys. Oh, thank you. We're Hello. so happy to be here. Oh, so, so tell me, first of all, I want to say I acknowledge that you guys have given up your Sunday. They always go to the mountains. You guys go to the mountains <laughs> on Sundays. And I was like, oh, no, I'm having my show on Sunday. I hope that you'll make it. They were really, you guys were sweet enough to come in and, um, you know, join me on this day. Tell me what you guys are experiencing on the 11-11 portal. Well, first of all, I have to say this is a very significant day for Rob and I. Um, we always ce- celebrate November 11th because it's actually the day that Rob awoke to us being twin flames. So it's just absolutely amazing to be connecting with you guys and on the radio with you guys on our anniversary per se. Aww. So with that said, 11-11, I mean, we're seeing the shifts. We've, we've of course experienced the shifts in our own life, you know, with, with our own union starting basically on 11, 11, four years ago, but still we're seeing the shifts. Like I've been seeing the two, two, twos for new beginning. I've been seeing the nine, nine, nines for ending. There's been so much shifts been going on. It's amazing how the energy has just been validating the new beginnings and the endings and completions there's been a lot of a lot of that going on for sure and yeah for me, I, yeah and for me uh i've been uh the past four years okay the four years of being awake and aware especially of the twin flame path which, whichever path it happens to be uh the past three years have been a very uh, almost singular journey because it's been when angie and i have been coming together this past year, and actually feeling it today, I'm feeling a lot more of the energies that are around us. It's, it's not about us coming together and sharing our experiences. I'm starting to feel it more on a global basis, like the energy. I'm looking out, let's say, over our front window where we can see a few miles from our front window, no problem. And the energy just feels like it's blanketed the whole area. It's a very interesting energy today. It's it's not dense. It's a very friendly energy, but it's very, very present. Oh, that is so good to hear because just being around you guys, I mean, these guys, 
have gotten the most incredible energy together. And um, I can just imagine that energy just spreading out around you like a hundredfold right now. You know, it's kind of like the energy <laughs> is just amplified. And um, gosh, guys, I want to welcome you to the show. Thank you again oh, well, for thank you. time. Well, and uh, thank I'm going to go much. ahead. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to go ahead and um, I'm going to bring on my next guest. The, the next person that um, has joined us today is Kelly McKinstry. And Kelly brings with her many different uh, abilities. Um, first of all, she's a transformational coach, and I can attest to that. She really helped me out through the last couple of days, identify some of my own things. Um, she's a spiritual teacher, a mentor, a Reiki master, a pranic healer, and an awakener, and a very dear friend of mine. Since Banff especially, I met, I met Kelly in Chicago for Twin Flames together in Chicago, but I, I, you know, we've become very close now. And Kelly, I just wanted to say welcome. Hey, Deb. And hey, everybody else. I'm back with my people. This is exciting. <laughs> Kelly, listen, sweetie, tell us what you've been, what you've been feeling on the 1111 energies. So uh, mirroring the same stuff as you guys, pretty much, you know, it, it is uh, quicker clarity, you know, it's been a connecting of the dot or, or puzzle pieces for us, which equates to quicker manifesting, you know, it really feels like, uh, like this is a pivotal point, you know, it's, it's the end of the struggle, it's the, the payoff for all of our hard work and our inner work. It's sort of like the analogy of, of a bamboo tree, you know, when you're, when you're uh, nurturing the seed, you know, you're watering it and nurturing it for five years and you're seeing nothing. So it's kind of like having faith that it's doing something under there, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, in six weeks, boom, you see the little seedling and then it grows in six weeks to 90 feet tall. So that's kind of what, what I feel like right now is the pivotal point where we're finally going to see the fruit of our labor. I couldn't agree more. Hey, just check your mic and make sure it's not rubbing up against something because it sounds a little staticky. And I just wanted is to that better? Oh, that's so much better. Yeah, well, I didn't want to interrupt your flow, man. I was like, I'm not going to interrupt what she's saying, but I was like, ooh, I wish it was a little clearer. <laughs> uh, I hope you heard that. No, I, I totally couldn't agree more. It's like, oh, it's just such a shift, isn't it? It's it's incredible. I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for taking me today. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go ahead. Basically, I want to also... Uh, while I'm talking to Kelly, I want to, what do you want to say? Make a shout out to Dio, Dio Veselvinov. He, he was supposed to be here. We wanted him to be here with us. Um, he is in Italy right now, and he is doing a workshop um, on the 11-11, but uh, he is here in spirit. And um, I just wanted to say, you know, Dio is, is part of our collective that we have with us, um, being an intuitive astrologer, a twin flame supporter, a guide, and he's very dedicated to all that. Um, so he, he is missed, but uh, I just wanted to, to make sure that I did include Dio, um, because this is really, this is all, uh, a lot of it is reflective of the 1111, and it's also kind of, we want to talk a little bit, at least to begin, about Banff, because um, 
one of the inspirations that I know I had, and I, I'm sure you guys will agree with me, is that um, the collective collaborative um, energies really took hold for me personally in Banff, and um, I started to realize that I didn't want to go anywhere solo now. I really, really want to be collaborating with other people. So I pulled that information in for Dio because Dio was part of that collective in Banff. So, um, all right. Uh, what I want to do now is um, I want to talk a little bit. I'm going to um, – we're, I want to first thank Rob and Angie for all of the hard work that they put into Banff because I know, especially having gotten ready for this radio show and, and some other things that I'm doing, just how much work that was. So I want to give a shout out to those guys. And then I really, um, maybe I'll, I'll start with um, Rob and Angie in this question. I want to ask you guys, what did you love most about Banff? It, it, you know, you can answer together or individually. However, individually, just let us know what you liked most about Banff. Well, what I really, really noticed about Banff, other than the, the shift in the direction of the energies, was that people were very, very capable of just getting together on their own and finding people who they could resonate with in a conversation. People were constantly able to break into small groups and then break apart those groups and go into other groups and have other conversations. As much as we were having uh, a workshop together in a, in a big circle where there was questions and answers, when we weren't doing that, the conversations just kept on going. And, and they were even sometimes even deeper than what we were able to get into with as a large group it was very interesting to watch and uh, people not only converse but grow within those conversations I'm sure that many people just had an incredibly high growth time and it wasn't just from the big group oh my god you couldn't have said that better because that's exactly what I was aligning with it was amazing how people would like switch from one group to another to another and and even though we had the big group going on, we had our own breakout sessions that were happening constantly. What do you think, Angie? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like there were so many things. It's hard to just pick one favorite. But for me, one of the things that I really enjoyed was even when we weren't in specific workshop time and we were just out in nature together, either on our walks or on our tour day, just to see everybody embracing everybody else and embracing the nature and just feeling the love from everybody. I mean, even it's reflected in pictures, you know, like one of our soul family from there shared a picture just the other day and you could see her pink aura in the picture. That screams volumes of the energy that people were radiating. It was beautiful to watch. Ah. I couldn't agree more. It was an incredible experience with so much love and so much connection. And yeah, yeah you felt it. It was tangible. You could actually feel that. So were there any other things that were highlights for you guys? Oh, gosh, there was so much. You know, even just the lunch, like this is something we've never experienced before in any of the workshops that we've done. But, you know, where we did this workshop, it was sort of a mandatory thing that we had to do lunch together. And we're so grateful because it was beautiful to have lunch together. And it was more bonding time we got to have as a group. Oh, absolutely. And it was good. It was good, healthy, nutritious food, too, which I enjoyed. And the scenery, oh, my gosh, out the windows, oh. you just saw everywhere. 
It's like, oh my yeah, gosh. I was just going to say the beautiful views. I mean, you couldn't go wrong with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. We, we go out to the mountains 40 times a year. And from that lunchroom, even I was just staring out of the window going, wow, this is a fantastic new and very beautiful perspective. It was, it was different to see that perspective when it wasn't just Angie and myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. shared perspective. All right. I'm going to go ahead now and ask Marla the same question. Um, hang on just a second. I am trying to mute and unmute people just so that we can keep it quiet. You know, try to keep it kind of quiet so we can all be heard. Marla, tell me what you love about yes. BAM. <laughs> um, well, I have to agree with what everyone was saying. And this was my third Twin Flame conference. And there, there was a little bit more togetherness, which I think was indicative of the change because this year we're shifting into oneness. We're coming out of separation consciousness and into this collaboration that you've been talking about, Debbie. And I think that was really shown with our little group and the cohesiveness that we had. Um, but, you know, the other, the other conferences we did have, um, a sense of connection too, but I think because we spent so much time together, like Angie was saying, we had lunch together, we had dinner together, we went outside, we took like field trips, <laughs> we did things together outside of scheduled workshop time that mm -hmm. I think brought everybody closer. But for me, what, what made BAMP so special was the environment and nature and those mountains really played a part in the energy. The first two workshops were in cities um, outside Chicago and outside Boston, which are great cities. Um, I love the energy of both of those places and um, I love visiting there, but having those mountains around us, um, Archangel Michael's energy, the angelic energy and the mountains for me really brought the essence of divinity and being able to see them throughout the whole weekend, just a constant reminder of the beauty and magic of being here on earth and what we're all going through. Right. I think that was my favorite part too, Marla, was the, that, that majestic nature that was just ever present, ever present. You know, it was just like everywhere you went, you just felt that energy um, available to you. And it was that energy that um, I think helped everybody too, because everybody was affected by the peace that kind of exudes from that environment. I mean, yeah. like everyone was so calm. Remember, like no one had to really leave the group and like, settle down or ground themselves or anything. Everybody was just really calm and serene. I, I agree with that, you know. I mean, it was very rare that people had to walk out of the room and get their energies right. Remember, that happened a lot in Chicago. Everyone had to go yeah, out in the room. Normally when twin flames come together en masse, it's very high energy and it can get very intense and yeah. – um, especially when a lot of the emotions start flowing from people that can get even oh. more intense, but everybody was quite balanced and centered. 
And I, I, I have totally, to say, I have to give yeah. that to the mountain. <sighs> I want to go back to the but Canadian. We'll see. we'll see what the next <laughs> what the next workshop brings and how the energy is there, and then we'll know for sure whether it was the mountains or or right. just a shift in the collective. Yes, absolutely. And we know we're going to be doing that again. We're not exactly sure of all the locations, but we're going to do it next year. So hopefully we're going to have some some more nature, but it'll be different vibration. I mean, I felt that yeah. I did the meditation at one point and I literally felt the rock I was holding. I found a heart rock and I literally felt my vibrations attuning to the Canadian Rockies. And I knew that if I picked up that rock, I was going to feel that feeling again. And I have used it since. So there's all these vibrations all over the planet and to be able to attune to it. So yeah, let me go and ahead. I'm looking um, forward to visiting oh, them. <laughs> I know. Workshops me there. <laughs> oh, me too. I like more vibration, please. Different vibrations. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweetie. I'm going to go ahead and put Kelly on. Let's find out. Hang on. Uh, Kelly, hang on a Kelly. Okay, Kelly, Kelly. So tell me, what were you, what was your favorite part of BAMS? I'm going to have to say again, connection, connection, connection. You know, there's, uh, there's nothing like being in a room of, of twins for sure when you know that you are, and then it's just that energy. And it really felt, uh, more like a reunion than it did meeting people for the first time. There's there's such a familiarity of it, you know, and and even uh-huh. questions that were being asked, you know, because I was at the uh, the first one in Chicago where we met all of you, and um, and the questions that were being asked in that conference compared to only a little over a year later in Banff, you can tell the accelerated uh, awakening that has happened. You know, it it was pretty profound and, and exciting, actually. Oh, absolutely. There was like it was like night and day. The kinds of questions yeah. that we were talking about. Suddenly, everyone was really talking about deeper, higher concepts. It was no longer about, geez, why doesn't my twin text me? It was more like, what am I doing <laughs> now with my mission? And yeah, it was like, yeah, what, so what is my purpose? Collective. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, in, instead of, you're right, instead of the, the wanting or the longing for their twin, it's just like, I got that. You know what I mean? I, I already have that. I know that. What's the next thing? The next thing is, what am I here for? Right? And, and that, you know, and the, the just the unity with the group, you know, the connection and the unity. And everyone was there. That was what was so wild. And and what, you know, the reason why I'm bringing all of this up for listeners is that I think some of the biggest things that I came away with from Banff is just how much as a collective we are accelerating spiritually. You know, mm-hmm. there is a tangible change and shift and difference in how things were just a year or a year and a half ago, and that it is a collective energy. It's like there's not a lot of people sitting there being left behind. If you've been moved along in this ascension energy, it is it is tangible everywhere. It's not just, you know, a handful of us are on the spiritual track and we're moving fast. No, everybody is, you know, it's not exclusive for anybody in particular, but that this path, which I always call the catalytic heart awakening path, that this is a one path to enlightenment or ascension or whatever. 
and we're we're going there as a collective, which is really that's really cool. So exactly, you can see the whole story of evidence on social media. Yeah. 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 All it's right. Very, cool. well, very exciting. Yay. All right. Well, I think what we're going to talk about next, and I, I think that this is um, something that is a great question at this time for the 1111 portal. And um, I'm going to start with Marla on this one. Um, I want to ask you, Marla, and I'm going to ask everybody else too, what do you feel now that you're moving into these energies and you're settling more and more and more into your higher aspects, what is your biggest mission on the planet when it comes to either twin flames being a light worker as a human, what is your biggest mission? Would you say on the planet, Marla? Well, Debbie, I always boil my mission down to one thing and that is multidimensionality. And I feel that I've come in to help people understand and embrace how to be a multidimensional person, which is, you know, everything that I do is multidimensional. Twin flames is a multidimensional connection. Astrology is multidimensional energy. The healings that we do, um, all of us, is quantum type healing that works on a multidimensional level. So while I specifically work mostly with twin flames at this juncture in time. Um, I think that as we go along in the ascension process and more and more people are awakening, that my mission will just continue to expand, which is really just helping people see that there's a lot more to this universe than these, this 3D reality and the solid things that are around us, but that we have aspects of ourselves in many, many different places. Um, Past lives is one of my favorite things to talk about and something that I hope to um, bring more, bring more to the future. Embracing, um, and even past is not a very good word, but embracing our alternative lives and what our soul is doing in these other dimensions. Wow. You know, it's funny. I've been taking notes because you know how, you know, as, as close friends as we are, it's like that's all brand new, really summing up some things that I didn't even know about you. And that is really exciting. Um, I When I think about past lives, you, and you talk about embracing the alternative lives, I do think that that really is part of that conscious awareness that we are multidimensional, uh, multidimensional that it's not just this one reality that's happening, it's the different realities that are happening at once and to be being able to go tune into that. And as we were talking yesterday, a little bit about astrology, it's kind of like, it's, it's, we were having, remember we were having that conversation yep. about, you know, our stars representing our inner beliefs because some of the stuff Marla was sharing with me yesterday was just mind blowing about, you know, asteroids that were showing up in her, in her chart based on circumstances. And then, or is it the universe speaking to us? And it's like this two way communications. It's fascinating. Um, right. It's, it's a mirror and it's hard to say like, do the stars influence us or are we influencing the stars? And yeah. I, I guess it's a little bit of both we could say. Yes. And then you're opening because up. Because we are creating a reality. 
which is another that aspect is of being multidimensional. And, and of course, yeah. ascending is our multidimensionality. Right. And you've and, also... And the, and, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, like, referring back again to our alternative lives, when we heal something in this lifetime, that echoes across all our lifetimes. Right. And, and changes, changes outcomes of what is happening in those lifetimes as well. So it encompasses a lot. <laughs> it sure does. Well, and that's going to be interesting to see more and more work from you around all these topics. And then you also, you know, you've mentioned to me that you're, you're doing a little work with shamanism and um, studying mm-hmm. some of that. So you're going to be bringing some of that. And you've also mentioned esoteric astrology. So I can see that we're going to be seeing stuff probably from that respect. I mean, there's so many things that you're, that you've got going on and it's so encouraging to see such expansion um, for, for a way shore, which is, has been so important to many people. So thank you so much for your service. And uh, I'm looking forward personally to finding out, you know, and seeing more of what you do. Um, well, thank you. Any- this year I've been a little bit quiet because I've been, I've been learning and growing and integrating a lot in my own life so that, you know, I'm studying more of shamanism and um, different types of astrology so that going forward, maybe hopefully next year and into the future, I can have more things to offer people. Right. Well, that I can say that, too. I think that this year has been a year of um, integrating a lot of stuff. And it's 333 right now and 111. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, There's a mastering going on here. All right. I'm going to go ahead and ask um, Rob and Angie the same question. Hang on a second. Rob and Angie. Hello. Tell me a little bit. Hi. Tell me a little bit about your mission here on the planet. What, what, especially with the dawning of this new portal, have you gotten any clarity on your mission or tell me? Well, I'm myself, I'm in a point of view of transition, uh, especially since a, a lot of people have known about the twin flame path a lot longer than I have. So only being on it for four years and understanding what it's about. I've been playing a little bit of catch up, but I really, I've really been drawn to a couple of other questions that I'd like to, to explore on basically on my own. And one is with the rise in the energies of the collective, uh, there's going to be numerous people who are going to be uh, stepping out of three-dimensionality, I'm not going to say almost for the first time, but almost at their first lower levels and, and stepping up, stepping up to the plate and experiencing new things. And I would really like to be in touch with those kind of people who need a little bit of help on that regards, because I feel like because I'm relatively new on the path myself, I still remember what it was like trying to play catch up with Angie, especially who had already been learning and experiencing things for a couple of decades and then had a year and a half of twin flame knowledge before me, I know what it's like to play catch up. It's a very exhausting process. Right. And and second of all, with the increase in the, uh, in the energies of the collective, it's going to be light workers throughout the world who 
people who are just waking up for the first time are going to be turning to for a little bit of guidance. They're going to be seeing and feeling things that make no sense to them. And so lightworkers as a whole, I believe that we need to be a little bit more in touch with each other, all the different modalities, the craniosacral people who are deeply involved with healing, uh, the Reiki people and twin flames and, and many, many other modalities. I think we could use a little bit more being in touch uh, as a, as a collective group of light workers so that we have each other to lean on when the weight of, of carrying the collective as it's coming up starts to get a little bit heavy on the individual light workers themselves. Yes, exactly. And that's a really, really great way to put it. Um, because a lot of people's eyes are opening for the first time. They will be opening for the first time. And that's, you know, it's interesting because, Rob, one of the things that I um, found about you is how grounding you are. And I know that a lot of that probably has to do with how much time you spent connecting with those mountains. But that grounding energy is going to be extremely helpful. Um, so I can see very well how you will be able to help people as they start coming in, you know, when you say the people that are just out there working their nine to five jobs and all of a sudden they start discovering their multidimensionality and we've got Rob that's got that grounded, full balance, you know, between the feminine and masculine and being able to, to I want to say, hold space and energy for those people and also bring them great comfort while they go through some of those shifts. So thank you for sharing that. Yes, that's what, very, very accurate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. What about you, Angie? Um, before I answer this question, I actually just wanted to back up a second because I've just had some sure. neat experiences while you were talking with Kelly about the collective awakening and how we're seeing so many more people shifting and awakening. Um, the sun, we're, we're staring out our front window. I know you've been to our house, so you kind of know what we're looking at. And we're having a cloudy day, and at, just as you guys were talking about the collective awakening, the sun just shone so brightly. It was just like total validation of what you guys were speaking of. And then when Marla was speaking about multidimensionality, we could see in the reflection of the sun, there's like ice crystals floating in the air out there. And it was just neat how her um, stuff about multidimensionality is almost like the souls of all of us floating in the air. It was really just so affirmative of everything everybody's been speaking of. I just had to share that. Wow. Oh, I love when you do that. <laughs> you, you bring the sparkle, Angie, always. <laughs> Me and my sparkle. I'm wearing a sparkly blanket right now. <laughs> so in regards to your question, um, my answer is a bit twofold. My, I see my just individual sort of purpose just to be about love just to help bring love to the planet and help everybody remember that that's truly our essence and that's truly our purpose yeah. um but i also see rob and i together um especially being twin flames in union who've been on this journey for so long i see our purpose is just to bring hope to people I mean, when you've got people that have had 17 years of separation, you know, that have had marriage with other people, that have moved away from each other, and still come into union, it's just validation to those that are on the path and that are like, well, my twin just got married, or my twin just had a baby, or my twin moved away, that it's like, you know what, it's all okay. It's part of the path, and your soul has all the answers, and your soul is leading you, so just trust and flow, 
And if we can make it without even having a clue what twin flames even were or not knowing anything about this past, you can make it too because we're no different than anybody else. It's not like we have some special knowledge or special magic. So it's just to give hope to people, right? Ah. And we love that. <laughs> we love that. Everyone does. And we were at the Banff conference and so many questions would come for Rob and Angie. You know, how did this happen and how did that happen? That's because a lot of people are highly motivated by the thought of, you know, coming into union with someone that, that they have that connection with and um, the encouragement that it can be possible. Um, yeah, you guys. Thank you for being an example for all of us. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. I guess I'm going to go ahead and ask Kelly. Kelly, dear, tell Hi, me. Dear. Hi. <laughs> tell me. Tell me about your mission. Well, I, I think I'm, I'm more of an awakener in a way, kind of a, a bridge to... Um, first of all, I think helping people discover who they are, really. I'm kind of like a big mama bear that, that stands at the edge of the cave and will lead you there, lead them there by their, by their hand and say, okay, you know what, you got this. Go in, go, go see what's in there, you know, and then I'll be here waiting for you on the other side. So, but when we discover, you know, who we are and what we've come for, you know, the value of our gifts and our uniqueness, you know, what we have to share, you know, it is pretty profound. So it's by being an example of how to live authentically. And I, and I think one of the, the biggest ways that I do that, first of all, you know, I understand the feeling of, of being different initially being gay. Right. And then secondly, being um, a twin, having a same sex twin, you know what I mean? So living in that way, it sort of gives people uh, a a different view, you know what I mean? And, um, and to be able to see that really when we get to the bottom of the things, we are all the same. We're all the same. We're all, you know, we're all, uh, have our lessons to learn and then being on the other side of that we also uh, give so much value by our unique gifts that we have to share yes and you know I've got to tell you that just for my own personal experience with you and um, and your wife who was at Banff um, I opened up in new ways that I didn't even know I had in terms of my, uh, like you said, just everyone feeling the same. There were no walls. There were no barriers. There were just open heartedness. Um, and, and, you know, I think in the past I might have had some uncomfortableness. You know what I'm saying? I've gone so far beyond all of that because of the fact that exactly what you just said we find out through this journey just how we're all the same, all the same, no matter what. And um, I, it was a really good experience for me personally, you know, to, to have that opening, if you will. Um, and I appreciated everything that you brought to that conference. So 
Thank you. And, you know, the, I think the more awake everyone is, it, it's like then you are open to more possibilities. And you can see by us being all one, sometimes it's not, you know, um, you can be open to the to the warm, fuzzy, supportive, you know, soulmate that's out there wanting um, to add value to your life. <clears throat> yes. I, I yeah. totally agree with that. And that was something that, you know, you demonstrated as well is um, how important your current connections are. And, um, you know, I've learned a lot from you in that respect is that keeping our current connections growing and, um, you know, removing blocks that we have there. And it, it becomes a much more enriching life to to keep all of that in perspective too and to value all of the people that are in your lives not just someone that one you know special someone kind of thing if you know what i mean correct yeah 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 yes yes all right all right well thank you for that um I think what I what I'd like to ask all of you guys right now, of course, I, I'm going to start back again with Marla. Is um, you know, a respect for where you think the Twin Flame community is is going from here, and not just the Twin Flame community, but you know, all the people that are traveling in the circle that kind of follow your information that you interact with on a regular basis, based on your own. You know, almost I want to say is each of us, let's let's give just a basic energy report of where we think we're at and where we see this all going. What do you think, Marla? Oh, well. <laughs> well, this, this, you know, as we stated at the beginning, is basically a big, a big reset for us all. And we're integrating a lot of the stuff that we've been working on. A lot of us, you know, woke up in 2012 or earlier. We've been at this for a while. And now it feels like we're going through this integration, and there's a great shift happening with the Divine Feminine Collective right now. And, and I think a lot of that is based on the reawakening of the Divine Masculine, which happened last year at the Winter Solstice. And we've seen um, the masculine energy going through their awakening process. But besides that, allowed the divine feminine to then integrate her divine masculine energy within, which opened up the door for us to really embrace our high priestess energy or bringing that goddess energy to earth. And now we're at this stage for the Divine Feminine where we're ready to let go of so much of the old patterns, such as codependency, and really just fly. Like, the sky is the limit right Mm -hmm. now for the Divine Feminine. They're able to detach a lot more, um, You know, for a long time in the Twin Flame community, we had that push-pull going on, runner-chaser. How many years did we have where everything we talked about was runner-chaser? Right. And we're shifting out of that now, for sure. And we have been for a while. But with this 11-11 portal and the new moon in Scorpio, I feel like 
that is really well and truly done. And the feminine is able now to detach more and get on board with mission. And I think we're going to be seeing um, a lot more of that as well as what I feel with the masculine energy right now is that a lot of that those people that carry the masculine are really in the midst of their awakening process right now. Um, a lot of going through dark night of the soul type energy. And so going forward, we're going to see the divine masculine stepping up more and more and coming forward more and more, which is really exciting. Makes a lot of, you know, men carry the masculine energy. We never like to generalize and say it has to be men because there's many women that also carry divine masculine energy. But I'm really excited to see what the masculine that are in male bodies are going to start bringing into the, the table en masse. But, right. Um, you know, we still have some clearing to do and heading into next year, looking and thinking about the astrology. We still have things to clear. We're not, you know, completely free. Um, <laughs> oh, darn. That we need to clear. Um, so we will still be working on that. Going to be uh, doing a lot of breaking free of patriarchal control systems, I feel, um, into next year. But with clearing a lot of that stuff, I see a lot of optimism, faith returning. And to me, next year is the year of creation. Next year is 2019. It adds up to three. Three is the vibration of creation. So all the work that we've been doing as far as what we're trying to manifest, we're going to start seeing that showing up in our lives next year. Oh, that's a relief. So how's that for an answer? I love it. Thank you. Well, I always love to hear what you have to say about things that are coming up because you do have this way of being able to look into, you know, not only your own knowing, but also, you know, into the astrology and, and what the stars are, are saying about what is happening. And um, I always appreciate your perspective. I think I'm going to go right Thank now. You. Oh, of course. Uh, Rob and Angie, I want to ask each one of you guys. So where do you guys see this energy going? Where do you see? I mean, you've, you've been talking as, you know, the two of you as Twinfinity, and you take a lot of questions from people. You must have a really good sense of, like, what you're seeing and where, where you might see this go. We've talked a little bit about that, Rob, in terms of, you know, some of the awakening. But um, what, what do you have to add? Well, I was listening to Marla there, and, and I've been really, really stuck on what she's saying about the divine masculine. Yes, the, the feminine is stepping into its, to its I don't like to use the word power, but I'll use it for this time. The feminine stepping into its own power. But I'm going to use an analogy. I love analogies. I had an Indian rubber ball that when I dropped it, it would bounce a small bounce, and then the next bounce, it would bounce a big bounce, and then a small bounce, and then a big bounce. Last year, when the divine masculine started to awaken, I call that the small bounce. Now, that put a, put a little bit of the masculine into shock because they were wondering what was going on. 
But when they collect themselves back together and make the next bounce, and I think that bounce is going to be easily, even starting now, but within the next year, that's going to be a big bounce. And that'll allow a lot of divine masculine energies to bounce and follow in the growth pattern of the divine feminine. That's what I see, at least for the next year. Wow. I love hearing that. <laughs> Robin, his analogies, they're always amazing, I tell you. <laughs> I'm even just sitting here, wow. <laughs> yes, I, I love that analogy. <laughs> so one of the things I'm seeing, too, is like we were talking earlier, instead of people focusing so much on their twin and what's their twin doing and, you know, who are they as a twin compared to their twin, they're seeing themselves as their true essence. You know, they're focusing a lot more on who am I as a soul being? Who am I as an eternal being? And why have I chosen to be here on this earth at this point in time? And, you know, what, why am I here? What am I supposed to do? Which I think is so exciting because the more we all start asking that question, the more the collective awakens. You know, even the people right now that we see as not awake, per se, I don't even like using that term because we really have no idea who's awake and who's not. Yeah. But we're, we're really seeing so much more shifts going on in everybody, not just even twin flames. And it's, it's so wonderful to see so many people coming to a greater realization of why are we here past just the day-to-day, the mundane, going to the nine-to-five job, doing the laundry, you know, people are embracing their true essence. Right. And it's, it's good to see. I totally agree. That is, uh, that is basically what I have been seeing as well. Um, the growth into, again, I use that word. What happens is, is we start collaborating. When we start looking at why we're here and we are, you know, connected with a lot of the people who are awakening, we start looking at what are we here to do and what are we here to do individually, but what are we here to do together? Exactly. And, uh, and that's the unity, the unity consciousness, the, the thing that we hear about, we are one. Um, yeah. I think that's what I started out saying is that that's what's been coming to me is that, you know, the, the days of the lone wolf are kind of over. It's not that we don't have our own individual work to do, but um, we are just getting to a place where when you start coming into your purpose, everybody has a piece to the puzzle. It's no longer, I have to carry all of this by myself. It's more like, no, this person has this piece and this person has that piece. And if you learn to flow in concert with each other, um, gosh, the things that you can create together, and then we can make the real difference that we came here to make. So thank you, Angie. Yeah. Is there anything else? Well, actually, I had one little bit about the uh, lone wolf. It, it really seems to me that uh, all processes are accelerating. What used to take 10 years is now happening in two, or uh, just as an example. If people are just awakening for the first time, and a lot of times they do their first awakenings alone, they do a lot of their learnings on their own, I think people are going to be spending a lot less time getting through the lone wolf stage and joining in with the rest of the collective. Yeah, I think you're right, because everything is moving so much faster. And, I mean, what used to take a week to clear is taking, like, 
two hours. <laughs> Boom, I'm yeah. done. Just move on. And it's kind of like, yeah, so I think you're right about that, Rob. All right, I'm going to ask Kelly. Kelly, hey, what, do you, what do you see for the coming, you know, for the foreseeable future when it comes to this community? So it, it's, I think it's for all of us. I think it's, it's, you know, maybe, maybe our catalyst awakening being twins, you know, maybe puts us on this accelerated path and maybe we're on the forefront. Who knows? You know, I mean, we know, we understand that we're here to be teachers of sorts, but, but it's really about, I think, understanding what union is, you know, and moving into unity consciousness, you know, it's about moving from the age of Pisces, which is about Jesus, which is represented as a fish. You know, it's, it's from the understanding of the teachings of Jesus in that time to migrating into the age of Aquarius, which is um, we're beginning to live them, you know, so it's not about, I'm not talking about religion. I'm talking about, you know, Christ consciousness. So, so not to be confused with, with the, you know, religion at all. So it's really about, uh, you know, living by the golden rule, you know, how, doing unto others as we would have others do unto us. Right. Um, right. So, it's about bringing balance back so we can create unity, you know, which, again, is I think what we're all here to uh, to be learning and living right now, you know. And, and it starts with, with us, right? It starts with us as, as individuals, mm-hmm. you know, the union or the balance within ourselves, you know, and then uh, how that branches out. You know, so the so the rise in the feminine energy is just bringing balance back from the patriarchal control that we've been under for so long. You know, so it's kind of moving from the the age of the Kali Yuga into the Golden Age, and I think that's really where we're headed. Right. Thank you. Well, we're <laughs> <Sure>. well, <laughs> we are at like um. Just about one hour. Uh, I think that I would like to just stop for a minute, and um, I haven't really answered any of these questions myself in terms of mission. And I was thinking about that as as we were all talking. So much of what you guys said really, you know, aligns with everything that's inside of me as well. Um, in terms of mission on the planet, I realized and had my epiphany on the eleven eleven that I'm really here to help people who want to come into the new paradigm of relationship Um, that with the experience I've had, um, that that is something that I'm extremely dedicated to. And the, um, the catalytic heart awakening path, the twin flame path, um, however you want to refer to it is one of many paths where you can begin to learn Um, more about your authentic being and what your skills, talents, and abilities are. And so what I see myself being able to do in in the coming times is to be able to help people focus in on, you know, what is it that needs to shift within themselves so that they can get to that place where they can share a union with another person and not just one person, but, you know, also their soulmates and their family and their friends and their community is actually what ends up happening. But um, to help people remove some of those blocks 
that they have and some of the stories that they tell themselves. And it really is a path. This whole path is really about freeing you from the limitations that some of these thought systems can, can bring to us um, if we let them, you know, keep control over us. So um, that's a little bit about what my mission is and the vision of where I see things going is um, that, you know, in the coming year, my inner sense says that each of us who, who has had a, this awakening is going to be putting into practice our skills, talents, and abilities um, and starting to experience the unity consciousness with the flow of those people that we are closely associated with. As we do that, we strengthen that unification energy. And as we strengthen that, um, the things are going to be changing um, on a, a world stage, actually. Um, and we're going to be able to be, uh, I want to say, a resource, a, a light a light post, um, a signpost, and we won't be going out looking for people to help. You know, it's not like we're going to be going, oh, help, can I help you? Can I help you? It's going to be more about, you know, people will show up in our, um, in our sphere of influence, and we're going to be able to um, provide that light. And I always say it this way, you know, people are going to wake up, and they're going to start going, oh, my God, I've been sleeping and, and we'll be there to say, oh, there's the water fountain. You haven't had a drink in a while. There's your, you know, this is where you sleep. This is, in other words, help people get their bearings just by being there. Um, so that's a little bit of what I see coming. And uh, we are at the top of the hour at four o'clock. I think what I'm going to do uh, is go ahead and um, give us a break. We can take, uh, I've got a piece of music here that's about three minutes. I'm going to go ahead and play that music. If you have to use the restroom or if you want to just go, you know, check on the kids or go feed the dog or whatever you want to do, we'll go ahead and do that. We'll come back um, in about five minutes and then we're going to take callers. Before we go, I think um, I want to let you know how we do this. If you have a question or if you just want to talk to any of us, go ahead and press on the one key and that's going to put you in the queue. Um, we will take as many calls as we can for the next, you know, 45 minutes after we start. If we don't get to all the questions, um, you know, we hope that, you know, you'll be able to contact us in another way through our, you know, websites or whatever. Um, or if you, um, uh, if you have anything that you want to talk about, you know, you can always come back on another show. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, we'll have about 40 minutes, 45 minutes um, to take calls. And I would like to say if for some reason we don't have as many um, questions as we have time for, then I think that Rob and Angie, if I'm not mistaken, um, Rob and Angie, you guys have some questions that were that you've been given that we could we could talk about too. So, um, yes, that we true? do. You have questions that you could. Yes, we actually with? still have some questions from Bounce, so we can certainly answer those as well. Maybe you guys have me muted. No. We're okay. Here. Well, maybe I'm muted too, guys. All right. 
Um, well, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give us a three-minute break. So I'm going to go ahead and play some break music. And we'll see you back here in like three or four minutes. I don't know. Well, I was hoping that there was music. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. I'm just going to go ahead and put my favorite BTS uh, instrumental music on. Here we go. Guys, are you there?
Okay. That's been about five minutes, and um, we are coming back to you. We are looking to find out if anyone has any questions or would just like to talk to any of us. If you do, what you want to do is press the one key on your phone, and it will pop you up to the top of our listener queue, and I will go ahead and unmute you where you can, you know, introduce yourself or whatever you might want to talk about. So, um Right now, we don't have anyone at the top of the queue, guys. So, I mean, we've got quite a few listeners on here, and I don't know if anyone's just feeling a little bit shy. I, I know that I've had a couple people text me some questions, so if you want me to go ahead and start with that, we can. Um, hang on a second. I'm going to bring in my guests at this time. All right, hang on. I've got our, we've got um, Rob and Angie, Kelly and Marla. I've brought these guys on in the room. Um, at this time, it does not look like we have anyone that, uh, of the many people that are on here, it does seem like, I'm hoping it's not a technical glitch. We are, what, are we in, are we in the shadow of Merck? Are we Marla? Are we in it? <laughs> we are in the shadow of Mercury retrograde, yes. All right. <laughs> Well, that may be it, too. I do have a question here that someone has texted. Um, I, again, I'm going to say if you want to ask a question or just talk to these guys. Um, you know, if you want to talk to anyone in, in particular, just go ahead and press the one key, and that will put you in the queue. For now, I do have a question that someone has texted me, and that is, does the soul ultimately desire just one person who would like to take this question an answer to that debbie my nope. my opinion yes because it seems like what they're asking is you know the topic of twin flame and it sounds like they're kind of questioning this fairy tale romance you know are right. kind of like are twin flames real is there really only just one person and so how I would answer this question is twin flames is not really about emotionality. And it seems like this question is coming from the emotional level of love. But twin flames are one soul in two bodies. And twin flames act from quantum physics in that they're always trying to be drawn back together again. When you separate particles that belong together, no matter how far you separate them, they still come back together again. And that's how twin flames are. The whole twin flame dynamic is really just being played out on an energetic level. And it's not really based on this emotionality, although because we're clearing our egos, that emotionality comes out. But... Um, I would say that, yes, there is only just one if you're a twin flame. Now, that doesn't mean that we can't love other people from the space of our heart. But that's a completely different thing than the twin flame dynamic. I think right. that's how I would answer that question. That's a really interesting answer. And it's something that I hadn't really even considered so much as, as that. Um, yeah, it's not about emotionality at all because that that essence of that energy is basically the same energy. 
So yeah. it is and itself it's, towards each other. Yeah. Yeah. So like you fall in a fall in love and fall out of love, like we do with our soulmates as we travel along our path. You know, they come and go. We love them, you know, through our emotions. Mm-hmm. But twin flames are beyond that, and that's why they work. Because I'm sure many of us, if we had started our journey and we could have escaped, <laughs> we probably would have <laughs> at some point chosen to escape. <laughs> yes. Much as we, you know, love our twins and love this journey, when you're going through the dark night of the soul, you're, you'd want to get away. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't because <laughs> that's the path. Yeah. You're coming Can down just to elaborate? one and twin yeah. flames really are oneness. Yeah, yeah and I, I love everything Marla said about the twin flame stuff. And looking at the question in a different way, just from a different perspective, how I like to see it too is like the question saying, does the soul desire just one? And I would answer the same as Marla in terms of yes, but also from another perspective in terms of the soul really is just one. And I think that's what so many people have a hard time with sometimes because we are separate. We see ourselves as separate because we're all individual people walking around. But the truth really is on the quantum level, we are one. And so the soul (laughs) desires oneness because it is oneness. So much like Marla was saying in terms of what is meant to be together will always be drawn together. We as beings are always being drawn back together not just twin flames but everybody everything nature energy people it doesn't matter what we are one with everything so i think yes the soul does desire oneness because it is oneness i think that's a profound question really i do think so too and i i want to take it i'm going to ask the question this, this takes it to a higher, higher level, even something that I'm not clear on, and maybe you guys can help clarify it for me. I, this is what I love about having conversations like this. Um, essentially, if we are all one being in one energy of the creator, and we are just, uh, what do you want to say? I like to think of it as splinters of that cosmic oneness energy embodying how does that play out in that um where's the argument that well we could all be one big soul and that there's not any delineation between any souls in other words where does the twin flame for you guys come into that in terms of yes we're all one so how is it possible for us to have on this planet a dynamic of um twin flame Anyone want to take that one on? <laughs> I, I will, because we've actually had this question asked to us. And it's interesting. Um, I was actually woken in the middle of the night with like a drawing to, to write out and show in a video. And so how I was sort of given the image is God, um, universe, all that is, however you want to call it, creator, is one big global energy. And what it does in order to experience itself is it separates itself out into individual souls because God can't know God's self unless God has separate beings to interact with itself. Mm -hmm. So it separates into individual souls and those are the different people that we experience in society. 
How I was shown twin planes are, though, is one of those souls splitting into two. So we are one soul, literally with the same energy, same essence, split into a masculine and feminine. So you might have, like, if you're seeing, you know, in a visual sense, the big overall uh, God creator, it's, it's got a ton of different particles to it. And each soul might have a piece of those particles, but not all of those particles. Some might have more of the blue particles, and some might more have more of the yellow particles. Whereas a twin flame have the exact same particles of that one soul. I might not be explaining that well, but I, I have a good, good visual of it. <laughs> oh, that's a beautiful explanation. That's a very clear explanation. Yeah, I'd like to see your graphic that you're going to create. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've already drawn it and shown it in a few videos. It's kind of funny because I'm not really an artist, but it's entertaining. Oh, <laughs> My crazy drawing. Someone. Who's an artist in our collective? <laughs> but I bet you're underselling yourself, Angie. I bet you you really have got a beautiful picture and you just aren't saying it. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? I mean, um, Kelly, what do you think? Well, you know what? It, it's so interesting because I just had this conversation with uh, working with clients this morning. So um, everything, our, our whole purpose of being here is uh, is to learn, right? And the only way that we can learn is through mirroring, is through relationship. It is through relating. So mm-hmm. everything that we interact with outside of ourselves, everything that we have a relationship to, whether it is our bank account or the food that we're eating or nature or other people, right, or our intimate, you know, uh, connections, it's all mirroring us back. Our interaction is mirroring and teaching us about our environment and how to interact with it, but you can't relate with it unless you are present with it, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, so everything except for your twin is is learning everything outside of you. Your connection to everything outside of you. Now your twin mirrors you. Your twin is here to mirror you into into help you understand yourself. So your mirror, your twin is is you to learn about you. Your relationships are relating to everything outside of you is teaching you everything else. Right? And so so yeah. if, if we if we if we look at, you know, like like a, a tree as being you know our our universe, right? Everything else are the are the branches, and you know our soulmates are you know, and everybody's heard this analogy, right? And the and the the leaves that are on the branch with you are your soulmate, but your twin is just the other side of the leaf. Mm-hmm. It's two sides of the same coin. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, thank mm. you for that. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a really 
a really good starter question for whoever texted that in. You know who you are. Um, There's a, um, can I just chime in, Debbie? Yes, absolutely. Because I think um, I have another way to kind of explain how Angie is explaining it, too. Okay. And that is um, we're in a third-dimensional reality, and so we, we have all this separation. But as we go up in dimensions, we become one. Does that make sense? So here mm-hmm. we are split, and it feels like we have all this separation. But the higher our consciousness gets, mm-hmm. the more we become one. Like right now, we're beginning this union energy with our twin. So where we have been running and chasing with them because we felt like they were outside of us, now that we feel like they're part of us, we're getting into that union consciousness because we're heading up dimensionally. The next stage of that is beginning to see that, yes, we are all one. So, I mean, who knows where the energy takes us from here? Right. As, as we continue to ascend, we might find out that even what we know about twin planes is not very advanced. Right. Well, it continues to evolve, doesn't it? And things that we yeah. things that are not helpful start to fall away. You know, patterns of imperfection in our belief systems and things start to fall away as it starts to become clearer and clearer. Um, yeah. We have another caller. Would we like to take another question, my friends? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to go ahead, and we've got a caller from area code 310. I've just unmuted you. You are now unmuted. Who are we speaking with? Hello there. Oh, that's hi. Speaking. <laughs> Get back here. Uh, hi. This is Jeanette calling in. Oh, hey, and, Jeanette. How are you? Hi. I'm good, thank you. I'm loving the conversation here. Great. Good. Yeah, it made me press one was um, the mention of the size of the coin and the leaf just now. Mm-hmm. Right? Huh. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to make a comment, I think, more or less, and then let you guys talk. But um, okay. I, I've been kind of kind of trying to figure out some relationship uh, dynamics in my life. And so there was one relationship that the spirit, my spirit guides, the support team were basically uh, letting me know was the same side of the same coin. So we're on the same side of the same coin. Whereas my, my twin flame is the opposite side of that coin, of the same coin. So ah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's all the logical mind trying to wrap itself around what's not totally logical, right? So, <laughs> uh, so I allowed it to come in, and the funny thing about it was after that, I kept seeing coins everywhere. I woke up with a penny in my bed, like, where did it come from? You know, things <laughs> like that. So it's just for fun, that part of it. But, yeah, so I'll just I'll just kind of leave it at there, I think, for now. Well, I- I'm not... I would, like to, I would like to ask you, so what you're saying is is that there's been a third energy, a third person yeah, relationship. They, they both have, yeah, well, you know, the, the twin flame entered my life a long time ago, 80, 86, 
eighty and and eighty nine, so a long time ago. My twin mm-hmm. soul and my twin flame. Well, I'm calling it the. I, I don't like to use the terms because that confuses things. So the same right. side of the same coin <laughs> entered my life in um, 2009, and the twin flame, the other side of the coin, entered my life the same, re-entered the same year. So it's it's, it's been an interesting in 2009. So it was quite a while ago. Um, so yeah, this person's been around for a while. Wow. This person, but. The, this was just made known to me this year. This, this, my spirit guides were just, this was just information, you know, that I was given this year. So. Right. Well, I can tell you, um, I'll go ahead. I mean, did you have anything else that you wanted to say, Danette? No, that's okay. I think I'm good on my end. Okay, well, I was going to say. Oh, I appreciate you bringing that up because it does start a conversation. I just figured I would mute you just because we have we have so many per, uh, facilitators or guests that you yeah. know, will allow me to allow. I'll mute you, but I would like to talk about that just a little bit. Um, All right, perfect. Okay, thank that you so the much. Can bark and it's a problem. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what I wanted to talk about is that that there has been that scenario. It seems where, you know, the energies have been coming in um, for different people. Um, we've seen it around us. Marley, you talked a little bit about it. Now, I'm not saying this is her situation because obviously, you know, she has a, a particular, you know, like knowledge. She's been given knowledge of what that experience is for her. But, Marla, we were talking a little bit about that. Um, what is this? thing that seems to be happening for a lot of people for, um, and not someone like Rob and Angie, obviously, um, who are in harmonious union, but what about that third energy, Marla? You got anything to say? Um, well, third energy might be something that you have to clarify, Debbie, because when I talk about the third energy, to me that represents the energy of creation, Right. And what the masculine and feminine create together, whereas um, what we are talking about, I think, is a third party. Thank you. Or, um, Thank you. Um, <laughs> when, person, <laughs> when you're a twin flame and a soulmate comes in. And right. what I'm seeing in the collective energy is that a lot of divine feminine out there are going to be experiencing a soulmate connection. Right. Um, and part of that shift I feel is coming in because the North Node is now transiting in Cancer, which represents our soul family. But also I think that there's lessons that need to be learned. And when you're two, when you're on opposite sides of that coin, you're dealing with the push-pull dynamic of twin flames that we've been talking about, and it's very hard to balance that energy. And, in fact, a lot of that is related to the collective energy. So I definitely don't want to, like, shame any people for for being in separation because it's hard and it's connected to the collective. Well, but when you have a lot of time, pardon? Well, I think of it as, like, look at the polarization we have going on globally. There's that push-pull. And, yeah. you know, it, it, that is a really hard energy to be in in that connection. Yeah, and so what happens is we we end up in separation, but there comes a time when you have to learn certain lessons, and maybe Mm -hmm. you need a soulmate to come in and help you. Like, for example, 
um, what I feel for some people is if you've been alone for a long time, you might need someone to help you transition into your twin flame relationship. Someone that's not so intense <laughs> as your twin flame because, you know, you're still going to be mirroring and clearing everything with them. So a soulmate can come in, maybe, for example, you need to learn self-love or, you know, just transitioning into what it's like being with another person when you've been um, single for so long. Uh, maybe right. you need help on how to communicate, or maybe you need help um, being able to stand in your power. We've been talking mm-hmm. about breaking codependency. And so a soul right. might, might come in to test your ability to stand in your power because imagine when you get into physical union with your twin flame, those tests are going to be ten times as hard. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people have experienced soulmates, and I, I think that may pick up a little bit mm-hmm. in the future. And all I can tell people is try to stay open to it because we don't always know the full reasons why things happen the way they do. But it, it might actually be something that helps you get into union with your twin. Right. Yeah, I mean, even just as simple as, like you said, when you've been along for, alone for a long time, just what it feels like to experience a hug from another person or from, you know, things of that nature, just the simple stuff, just getting down to the basic simple stuff. Um, yeah. Dealing with and how Jeanette explained it with her, her soulmate being the same side of the coin, it's like a soulmate doesn't, um, you don't have that same push-pull dynamic that you do when you have that polarization energy with your twin. So you have like a, an easier time working and growing with them. And I, you know, don't forget that you might have a contract with that other person to help them wake up right. or to, you know, to, to help them shift something in their life. Right. Well, and I've had the realization, too, is that, you know, when there are other people involved, other soulmates involved in the connection, you know, sometimes it's just really important to understand that that the, the person um, is is not done with their with their growth and their awakening and that, you know, it's almost like you need to surrender that and let that go so that you are able to um, – you know, mirror that back. You, you've got to be able to let go in order for them to be able to let go. And, and, you know, I think that most of us have heard the old analogy, well, if you're in a relationship and your, your twin is in a relationship, well, you need to let your relationship go for them to let their relationship go. Well, I, I had a brand new realization that sometimes you have to let that twin go so that they, because if it's not good for you at a given time, you know, um, it, it, you mm-hmm. let them go so that they can let what they've got going on go. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be one person letting their, their partner go so that the other person will let their partner go. Do you see what I'm saying? There's a different. So I, I think that when there is a soulmate involved, it, it, you know, it, it has real definite impact and it's necessary for whatever reason and once you come into that conclusion yes you open yourself up to other possibilities that will bring you along your path but I think you can also become more and more at peace um 
I know that a lot of people have been finding out things like the person that is their twin is going on, you know, other journeys and that can be very difficult, you know, it can be very difficult to, but what's really interesting is, is that those that I've, I've seen that happening to, I'm just like so shocked at how, and surprised really at how strong they are about it. It's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to yeah. go through this. I don't like it, but I'm going to go through it. That would never have happened a year ago even. I mean, I no, may be wrong. And, and I've been feeling this shift. Um, in the energy for a while. It's interesting to see it play out. But exactly what you said, Debbie, is is what's playing out because what I'm feeling that soulmates are coming in partly for some of the divine feminine is because they need to detach from their divine masculine. Because the divine masculine, for whatever reason, I don't know the full story there, but they need <laughs> us to detach from them so they can do their work right now. Yeah. You know, can I add something? Oh, sure, sure, sure. I, I just, I, I'm gonna, and I can maybe add a little bit more um, clarity because I'm, I'm in the, the shoes with maybe a easier way to shed light on, on what uh, the caller was just talking about about being on the same side. So, so first of all, about calling in like uh, soulmates or whatever, instead of going directly into your twin, you know, I think so many, so many of us struggle with um, the understanding of what it really feels like to be loved, valued, and supported. So by being with a, with a soulmate, you know, this, they, they are there to, uh, to teach, there isn't that push and pull. You know what I mean? It's that warm, fuzzy, you know, camaraderie. I'm here for you. I love you no matter what. You know what I mean? It's that that supportive uh, love, value, and and uh, you know all those lovely things. But being on the same side, you know, of of the same leaf or the same side of the coin, you know, I kind of equate that to my relationship with my wife, you know, her and I carry the same energetic, you know, we both have come forth with the feminine energy and my twin, interesting enough, her and her partner both have the masculine energy. So, so what is so really lovely about that is when you are partnered with someone with the same energetic there is this flow of back and forth that creates balance because occasionally you, you one of you has got to step into the you know in the masculine energy right it it pulls that forward you know mm-hmm. so you learn about balance in a very um in a very gentle lovely way well, and it's interesting, too, because we actually start to build the balance of, you know, like in your particular case where you say you both have the of the feminine, you know, someone pulls forth the masculine because it's it's got to be there in balance. So, you know, you, you start to reach within yourself to find um, right. that balance within yourself because truly a connection um, in its ideal form is a balance between the feminine and masculine within self first coming into that mm-hmm. equilibrium and then, you know, bringing it to the, to the union or the relationship. Right. So it has absolutely nothing to do with gender. You know, right. a, a, a man can carry the feminine energetic, you know what I mean? And vice versa. For sure. Um, yeah. It, 
it is about um, teaching balance. Sure, for sure. Right. Well, we have uh, time for another call. We've got 22 minutes left. We do have a, a, an announcement that we want to make probably 10 minutes before. We have something exciting we want to talk about, but I would like to give anyone that has an oppor- that would like an opportunity to either make a statement or ask a question or um, Jay, just, just say hi to us. It's fine, too. <laughs> Or else, Rob, do we have a question that we might be able to answer, like, in 10 minutes? <laughs> well, we run 3D. <laughs> yes, yes, we do have a question. And okay. this one almost touches with the edge of the last one. Okay. Can a member from the same soul group identify another person's twin? So, in other words, can can someone, if if they're looking at, a potential twin flame relationship, if they're part of the same soul group as that twin flame, can they identify it easier than, let's say, anybody else? Or is identifying a twin really a very personal discovery? Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I want to touch that one with a ten for pull. That's very deep. I don't know. <laughs> I've had a chance to mull over this question because it's been in front of me now for about 10 minutes. And I, I really feel quite uncomfortable with the thought of telling two people, hey, you know, you are twin flames. I would be more inclined to let them know what, what they could do to maybe discover signs of twin flamism and let them come to their own conclusions. I, even if they were in my same soul group, uh, I don't I don't feel like outside people really are terribly qualified to do that, but people yeah. there, there might be other people who are, who, who channel energies that are different than mine where they might be able to identify this. Anyone else got a comment on it? I'll add to that. I, I think it's probably easier for people of the same soul group to recognize a twin because you share, you know, a similar energy with all of those people. However, much like Rob was saying, I really disagree with telling anybody that they, first of all, that they are a twin. And second of all, who their twin is, because if anybody knows me, my biggest thing that I always say is go within. The answers are always inside of us. And I think we disempower people when we tell them um, what they know internally. Uh, So I think I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, the answers are inside, and it's not for me to tell somebody who they're connected to. It's They know that. They they feel that. Sometimes we need the validation, of course. I mean, I, I even know it felt great to have it, even though we were already twins and in union. It it just it somehow feels good for somebody else to say, wow, you guys certainly are twins. Right. So I understand, you know, the desire for validation, but I think the absolute key is that you must recognize that peace inside yourself before you look for it outside of yourself. I couldn't agree more. I, and you know, that, that sort of brings up a, a subject that I wanted to talk about. And that is, you know, this whole journey and this whole path is about us uncovering what's inside us yes. and, our inner, and our inner knowledge. And in, you know, what I've been able to notice is that, there is a very big difference in way showers that are 
empowering people by literally allowing them to come to them and, and, and maybe act more as sounding boards, whereas there are others that will come in and tell you, this is what this is, and this is what this is, and I can do this for you, and I can do that for you. In this path, there is no anyone outside of you. And it, it really, it's really on all paths. You know, it should be an internal thing. But as far as, you know, I do believe that for my soul family, I've already been able to kind of identify like connections and get confirmations and things for myself. But um, yes, I would never speak that to them because that to me is like going against the prime directive. You know, you don't, exactly. you don't know. Yeah. You don't tell the earthlings, you know, anything that's going to mess with their timelines. So I'm a big believer in, in not going and giving people your, your two cents, this is what I think, this is what I think. No, if they come to you and they ask you, what do you think about this, I can give them a little bit more help. Does that make sense? Yeah. And what I think is really key to do, too, is bring them back to themselves and, you know, maybe start asking them some more questions of themselves so they can come to their own answer. That's right. And, you know, you can always share from my perspective. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Who? Go ahead, Marla. I was just thinking, because I am a twin flame reader, or I'm, you know, I guess I kind of put myself out there as a twin flame reader. Right. But I don't tell people, I don't, I don't quote unquote confirm twins because I feel like the whole journey about a twin flame is to develop your own sovereignty. And this is very much a part of the energy that we're in right now is stop looking outside of yourself for answers. Mm-hmm. So I, I really try to avoid that question. If someone really wants to know, or if I get a very clear answer, I will tell people, this is my opinion of what I feel your relationship is. But ultimately you are the only person that can know for sure. And sometimes it's not even clear to those people in the moment. And then, you know, years down the road, they, they find something else out or they get some new clarity about their situation. Mm-hmm. So I really try to avoid having people look outside themselves for that particular answer. Better still to focus on, what are you learning and healing in that relationship, whatever it is? Right, because it's going to be a beneficial, I mean, the relationship's there for a reason. There doesn't have to be a label on it for it to have some meaning, and time usually does unfold the truth about any relationship. So sometimes not making a judgment until you know inside your soul, you know, is sometimes the way it's supposed to be. I always tell people, what would it, if I told you you weren't twins, would that change your feelings? Right. Because the feelings that you feel for someone are not based on whether someone validates those feelings or not. They're based on your feelings. And you can't really change your feelings through someone's outside validation. I would love that. Wouldn't you love that? Oh, no, that person is not the right answer for you. Oh, good, I can change my feelings about that person. (laughs) Doesn't work that way. (laughs) Good point. Kelly, what do you think? Well, yeah, I was just, 
I was just going to say that almost the identical thing. You know, when you have an inner knowing of something and that's your truth, it doesn't matter what somebody says outside of you. You know what I mean? It just triggers your knowing either, even more. You just go, oh, you know, if somebody says that's not your twin, when you know it's your twin, you just go, no, you know, no, you're wrong because I know my truth. Because, again, it's well, your feelings and how you feel but, about it. But some people might not have it so strongly inside themselves that they would be influenced one way or the other. They would like, oh, this person knows better than me. I think, Kelly, what I've found out about you lately is that, you know, you've gotten to where you really do know your truth inside and so, yeah, you're not going to be, like, influenced or swayed, but some people don't have that same sense of strong self and knowledge. So if someone comes along and says that they go, oh, then I must be misperceiving the situation, you know? Well, I think, you know, I, I, like what you were saying, it's not our responsibility to, to tell people what their truth is. What I do right. believe is our responsibility is to guide people to find their own truth. It's to give them the tools to their own truth. And once they find it, if you feel it because you know it from an outside perspective, then you validate. Right. Right. All right. Well, that sums up our Q&A. And it's interesting because, I mean, I would love to just do this again. <laughs> and everybody, just let's just talk because I, I really do believe that that's what I learned when we were in Bounce, that we all learn so much from each other as, you know, and, and for all of us, anyone who sits down and has a conversation about this, um, we learn from each other every single time. So I really want to do this again. I think what I'd like to do at this time is I want to take a moment to make an announcement of something that we have all decided to get together and do and uh, just take a little bit of time to, to explain what we're doing. We are, as a collective unity uh, consciousness, including Dio, who is not with us on the radio, but Rob and Angie, Kelly, Marla, Dio, and I are going to hold our first online workshop, all right? We're going to do an online workshop. Now, we know that some of the things that have been experienced in our, um, in our live workshops are, is different. You know, there's going to be pieces of this workshop that are very different than our, our live workshops. We do hope, though, that if you decide to attend our online workshop, it may give you a taste of what it's like to, um, to work with all of us as a collective and maybe make a trip to wherever we go next. But what we really want to do, and this actually gives us all an opportunity as well to do some different things than we do in our live workshops, um, we are going to, it's going to be a four hour workshop. It is going to be held on December 9th from one o'clock until five o'clock. And, um, we are going to, for this workshop, each one of us is going to cover a topic. We will have, um, one of the beauty thing, the beautiful things about being on, it seems like a long time. Oh my God, four hours at the computer. No, because basically you're in your own sacred space. You can be lounging on the floor, eating grapes, whatever you want to do, and nobody's going to know, but you're still able to participate through chat, um, asking questions. Um, you can, you can, you're going to have access to this. It's going to be um, recorded, 
So if you can only catch part of it, that's fine. If you um, decide to join the workshop, you'll, you'll be able to get access to all of that. Um, and, of course, we are going to do Q&A. We're going to have things like a grounding meditation in the beginning. Um, we're probably going to have another kind of meditation somewhere during um, the middle. And uh, we'll have a little break time. So it's going to be – it's a collective – uh, a collective collaborative event, and I don't really know of many people in the Twin Flame community that have done this as a group. I'm really excited about it. Guys, what do you guys think about this? Are you as excited as I am? I'm so excited. Number one, to offer something like this that so many more people can come to, because I know with Banff, there were so many people that really wanted to go, but couldn't for whatever reason, <laughs> scheduling, finances, you know, travel arrangements, all of that. And this gives so many people an opportunity to join in where they couldn't before. Right. And uh, I didn't mention that we are, we are actually, we're offering at this at a very affordable price. We're basically, what we're doing is, is anyone that has caught this live radio um, or basically sees this information, um, sees our show or sees a post that I have a post that's going out at five o'clock that's basically going to announce it. And um, we're going to only charge $38 per person. So whereas you would have to travel to Chicago and make all the trip arrangements and make sure you have the schedule and all that, you're going to be able to participate in a workshop right from the comfort of your own sacred space at home or if you're on the road at a, a conference somewhere else, you're going to be able to tune in for $38. That's our special early bird price. So if you are interested in it, you know you want it, you know you want the workshop, even if you don't, um, even if you know, oh, my gosh, December 9th, I have a Christmas party, I can't be there, you're still going to get an early bird price to have access to this whole workshop and everything else. And, and also, um, you know, at the special price and that price is going to go on until um, midnight Eastern standard time today, 1111. So Eastern standard time, 1111 um, at midnight, we're honoring that $38 price. It is going to go up, but it's not, it's not going to be a huge jump in price. We're still keeping this workshop under $50. So, for anyone that you know you want to make it, you know you're going to be wanting to hear it, you're going to want to participate, whatever, I just suggest um, I'm putting that post up on True Sacred Union. And, guys, when we get off of this call here, um, off of the show, if you want to go just share it to your timeline so that everybody has access until midnight, and then I will go ahead and change the price after midnight. So That's cheaper than a dinner date. I was going to say, if you had a session with each one of us, even if it was our cheapest session, and you had, you know, a 20-minute session with each one of us, um, it still would cost a heck of a lot more than doing this. So that's one of the reasons why we wanted to make this available, is for all of the people that have wanted to spend time with us. Um, that have wanted to interact directly with us. The one thing you won't get from the online is you won't get our physical hugs. And I think the physical <laughs> hugs are oh, really, really something yeah. I wish we could all bottle and just definitely <laughs> the workshop for. <laughs> I know. Because our hugs, all of our hugs, I mean, that's the thing I love to do at these workshops. I love to go to these workshops. And the first thing I do 
is hug everybody that I meet and I hold on to them for a half a minute. <laughs> and sorry, we can't do that, but I'm sure that you will find the spiritual love that we have for everybody is, is apparent. All of us have very open, loving hearts and we send them out to you. So you're going to get energetic hugs, which isn't quite as good, but then you'll have to <laughs> live conference to get the real thing of that. <laughs> and hey, Deb, can I ask you a couple of questions about that too? Yeah. Okay. One, um, they will, it's not just a radio show where they'll, they will hear us, but they will also see us and interact yep. with us live as well. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So the, and they, they can, you know, if they're there in their pajamas and they don't want to be seen, they can also shut their camera off, but they will still be able to see us. The way I'm um, booking the, the – it's going to be held on Zoom. We're actually not going to have anybody be on video. So there, that takes the pressure off of everyone. You don't have ah. to be on video. You're going to be okay, able to so chat with us. us. Absolutely. Gotcha. And they're going to be able to see us um, as we present and things of that nature. Um, and they're able to chat with us. So they're able and to communicate with us. Beth, Will they be ahead. able to – for the price of the uh, of the joining the workshop with us, will they uh-huh. also get uh, the recording of it that they can rewatch any kind of that they want? Okay, absolutely, yes. So that yes, that answers that question. Do any of you else have more questions on that? <laughs> oh, I know what I wanted to say is that the the meeting room has not been completely configured. So if you're interested, um, there is a link. And it'll be on my Facebook page, True Sacred Union, and I'm assuming you guys are all going to share it too. It's going to take you to a landing page that's going to give you some of the details. When you sign up and you pay for the workshop, you're going to get an email. And the email is going to confirm that you've been registered. And then we will be following up with some emails after that. We will have all of the actual details. The most important thing that you need to know is pretty much what we've said, what it's going to be like. Um, and that it is December 9th, which is a Sunday, from 1 until 5. So any of the details on what link you click on to get there, it's going to be very easy. We're going to make it as easy as possible. And I'm going to be spending the next month basically making sure technologically everything works so that it will be enjoyable for everybody. Any other questions? We've got about four minutes before we will go off the air. Guys, well, do you have I, anything? I, oh, I do Sorry, actually have have a question. Uh, if we actually wanted to be uh, on video during this conference, could we do that as well? Like as um, in advantage and I. Like if somebody asks oh, us a question, saying, you know, I I talk with my hands a lot. I think it would be great if they could oh, you're actually be on. Yeah, you're going to be on. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, no, you're going to be on. All the facilitators are going to be on. The only people that won't be like on video are the participants because I really thought that that might get a little bit too confusing and it might distract us all. Um, Anyone that I've been on in a zoom call where everybody's together, it's like, it gets really distracting when someone's up there and they've got their feet up and they're eating peanuts and then they're, and then they're chugging (laughs) the drink upside down and they're looking, I'm thinking, do you not know you're on camera? (laughs) You mean we can't do that when we're on camera? No, we can, but we probably will. Uh, before we go quickly, we have like three minutes left. I want each of you to tell everybody how you can be reached. Rob and Angie, go. How do how do we reach you if we want to know more about you? 
On Facebook uh, is the easiest way, and it is Twinfinity. If you just Google Twinfinity, Rob and Angie on Facebook, I'm sure you will find us. Um, you can also find us on YouTube, Twinfinity on YouTube as well. Okay. And if people don't have either of those, they can email us at Rob and Angie, or Rob and Ange, 1111 at gmail.com. Okay, super. Marla, go. <laughs> My website is twinstrology.com. You can also find me at marlakelly.com, which is a little bit easier to spell. I'm on Facebook at uh, Twinstrology, and I'm also on Instagram at marlakelly13 if anyone wants to follow me there. All right, Kelly? Uh, Pretty much everything Encompass Yourself. So they can reach out through uh, my business page, Encompass Yourself, or um, I'm actually on YouTube as well, or uh, through Encompass Yourself at gmail.com um, through Instagram. Pretty much they can just Google Encompass Yourself, and, and there is just a myriad of ways that they would be able to, um, to reach out. Okay, and if you want to reach out to me, I am Debbie Dubois, True Sacred Union. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on the website, True Sacred Union. Uh, I've got two groups, True Sacred Union and Raising Vibrational Frequencies. Private message me if you want to uh, connect. And I guess that's it. Thank you guys so much for being here for my first show. Um the announcement at the very beginning was supposed to tell you about this show. We are going to be talking about everything on this show, from astrology to Chinese medicine to Reiki to healing to twin flames. You name it, we're going to talk about it. If it has to do with ascension, if it has to do with awakening, we will be talking about it here. So thank you so much for tuning in and being with us. We hope you have an absolutely blessed 11-11-11 portal. Namaste. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.